0: Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. I got a treat for you. Uh, We have a guest with us this morning to bring the word. Her name is Pastor Whitney Llewellyn. She pastors the Foursquare Church in Clarkston, Idaho, uh, Washington, almost Idaho. Yeah, she has no problem correcting me either. It's why we're friends um, not only is she a, a great pastor and minister of the gospel, but she is also a licensing coach. Uh, and if you want to be a 4 score pastor, she's one of the people who coaches you in theology and polity and practical ministry. And then she also sits, she's a very busy woman, uh, she also sits on the licensing panels. Um, you, if you're going to be a 4 score pastor, there's about a three-hour interview that you get to go through. Uh, looking forward to that, are you, Keith? Yep. Keith is a chaplain. He's going to be ordained by Foursquare, so he gets to go through this process as well. It's awesome. And I got to meet Whitney, really, for the first time in depth as we were leading. We've led multiple panels together, and one of the things that I just so value about Whitney uh, is the perspective that she brings. Uh, In our friendship, there have been a number of times where I have been giving my perspective or complaining, usually, about something, and she will go, yeah, but... And then she brings God's perspective into whatever I'm wrestling with. And she speaks into my life. I value her as both a friend and as a pastor. And I wanted to have her to have the opportunity to speak into your life. I also told her you are the most welcoming church I have ever been a part of. So you have a job to do too. Would you welcome Pastor Whitney as she comes to bring the word this morning? (laughs)
1: supposed to like under undersell me here I'm feeling a little is this not working oh you're just
0: Pastor Whitney is barely saved um, that's she's better, a very poor you. communicator this is the very first time she's ever <laughs> preached and so I just need you to smile she's and nod stutter. no matter how bad she is is that better that's so good thank you okay. I, feel much I don't better believe now. any of that stuff the first stuff is true but I just want to set her up
1: well uh, thanks thanks Pastor John That's much better, forget everything that he said before. No, thank you uh, genuinely for your kind words. I appreciate it and I feel like the feeling is very mutual. Um, I actually got to meet John and Wendy in person at the end of June this year. And I think one of the greatest things that has come out of 2022 for me is becoming friends with the McIntosh family. And so I hope you guys know what great pastors you have. Okay, good. (laughs) Good, good, because they are so wonderful and just uh, I have been drawn deeper to Jesus because of them and love him more deeply and uh, have become a better pastor because of Pastor Wendy and Pastor John. So um, I just wanna thank them publicly. Uh, And I'm so excited for you guys as a church because I know their installation was recent and what a gift they are to you and to this community. So all of the accolades are done now. (laughs) I feel like this message that I'm about to bring you is actually like you've already watched Star Wars 4, 5, and 6. And now I'm gonna bring you episode one, which I'll let you uh, decide What you think about this message based on your opinion of episode one of star wars but you guys have already recently done a series um, on the fruit of the spirit and this is a little bit leading up to the fruit of the spirit so we are going to be in galatians chapter one or chapter five this morning so if you have your bible if you have the good old-fashioned paper bible Um, feel free to take a little bit of time right now. I'm really good at using filler words to give you time to get to Galatians. And then if you have your phone, go ahead and find it in your phone too because isn't technology great that the Word of God is so, so accessible to us now? I'm so grateful that we have so many opportunities. Did you know that on your Bible app you can actually listen to your Bible as well? I did not, my my church people didn't know that. So I taught them that and now they're like, oh my gosh, this is so much better for me. This is how I learn better. So however you learn in the best way possible, find a way to engage in God's God's word in that way. So I think you've had enough time now to get to Galatians chapter five. And this is really one of the best passages in scripture. Here's what it says. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Three, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Jesus, would you come now and speak to our hearts? Holy Spirit, we just submit ourselves to you. We submit ourselves to your word that we could learn, that we could grow, that we could know you more deeply, that we could be changed by you, God, because you really are the best thing that has ever happened to us. Speak to us now, Jesus. Amen. So my birthday is coming up in a couple of months. I will be 40 on December 24th. You can wish me an early happy birthday if you would like. Thank you, thank you. And I will always be grateful when someone thinks of me and gives me a gift for my birthday. Isn't it so nice when somebody is so thoughtful to think of you, especially having a Christmas Eve birthday, I'm very grateful when I get a gift that is not Christmas wrapping paper. Are there any other, like, December close to Christmas birthdays? You understand, don't you? Yep. But there is one gift, I will tell you, that overwhelms me when I get it, and that is an Amazon gift card. Okay, does anybody else feel that way? I feel like your response, maybe you feel similarly. It feels equally exciting and overwhelming because there are just so many options. Do I want shoes? Do I want electronics? What about books? Oh my gosh, the books. I could get some gardening stuff. I don't know how to garden, but maybe I could learn. There are just a bajillion options on Amazon, right? And so getting an Amazon gift card overwhelms me. So when John asked me to preach, he told me I could preach about whatever I want to. And being told that as a preacher feels like getting an Amazon gift card for your birthday. It feels equally exciting and overwhelming because the Bible has so many options. It's so great, there's so much good stuff in here. Do I wanna preach about love? Do I wanna preach about miracles? Do I wanna preach about the Old Testament or the end times? Don't worry, we're not going there, it's okay. But as I considered what to talk about, I was scrolling through the many open tabs in my mind. This verse in Galatians kept coming back to me. It is for freedom that you have been set free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. In other words, we were set free so that we could be free. We were set free so that we could be free. I always thought this verse was a little confusing because it seemed redundant. It was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Well, yeah, duh. You were made free so that you could be made free. And as I started to prepare this message, the only thing I wanted to say to you was, be free. Be free, be free, be free, be free.
2: There you go. Amen, we're done.
1: (laughs) That's all I want to (laughs) say. I just feel so passionately about the freedom that Jesus brings to us. Jesus himself, God become human, set you free so that you could be free. That's why you've been set free. If you're a note taker, I want you to write this in really big, bold letters. Be free. If you're not a note taker, find a gum wrapper or something. Write it on your hand with a bunch of exclamation points like you're in high school trying to remember your volleyball knee pads. Be free. Write
2: it down so that you won't forget it. Be free.
1: Before we move on into some more of this sermon here, I want us to practice something. And the purpose of this practice is to prepare our hearts before the Lord to hear what he wants to say to us. This is something that is called listening prayer. I don't know if you have practiced listening prayer or not. That could feel a little intimidating if you're not certain what it is. So I wanna give you some guidance here first. This is practice. Keep that in mind as we move forward in listening prayer that this is practice. You might, as we are practicing this listening prayer, you might see or hear a word that comes to your mind or to your heart. You might see a picture in your mind. You might feel a quickening or a prompting of the spirit as you listen. If what you are hearing sounds like guilt, shame, lies, or condemnation, that's not from God. So be free. That's not from God. And then ask yourself a couple of questions Does what I'm hearing line up with what the Bible says? Does what I'm hearing line up with the character and promises of God? Is what I'm hearing life giving? If you're not sure, Make a note of it, see what you're sensing, and then ask somebody about it later. That's really a good thing to do. Anytime you feel like the Lord is saying something to you, ask somebody else, hey, could you pray through this with me? Does this seem like a confirmation to you of the things that God might be saying to me? There is zero shame in doing that. There is only more freedom and deeper relationship with Jesus when we invite other people into that with us. So remember that this is a practice. I'm going to ask a couple of questions and we're gonna take some space between each question and just be silent before the Lord and see if he says something to us. I realize that everybody interacts differently with God. So remember that this is no shame, this is no lies. We're just gonna practice listening to the voice of God. So if you would go ahead and just bow your heads, close your eyes. Jesus, we come before you now ready to listen. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Would you help us to practice this well as we listen? So with everybody's eyes still closed and heads bowed, I'm gonna ask the first question, and you can just determine what is God saying to you about this? The first question is this: God, why do you want me to be free? God, why do you want me to be free? Now just take a moment, see if, if there's anything that comes to mind that the Lord might be speaking to you. And then this is the second question. God, what is keeping me from being free?
2: God, what is keeping me from being free?
1: Holy Spirit, would you now just help us to keep these things in mind as we move forward, hearing from you about what it means to be free, that you have indeed set us free. We love you, Jesus. Amen. So my church meets at a fire department, and it's the best thing ever. And I actually am the fire chaplain. So where's Keith? Who's Keith? Keith! I recently became the fire chaplain. Congratulations to you as well. <laughs> it's a pretty cool opportunity. And recently, I was sitting around the table with a few of the EMS personnel, and we were talking about all kinds of things. We were talking about boiling bacon, we talked about turkey bacon, baking bacon, the way they prepare bacon in Kenya. So maybe not all kinds of things. <laughs> Who knew? You could have such a diverse conversation about bacon. Some of you are like, I did. I knew all of the things about bacon. But the conversation slowly shifted to other things. And it became more personal and it became more spiritual. We started talking about things like Sabbath rest, coping with secondary trauma, and communion. So it was, it was kind of diverse. And then I found myself being asked why I follow Jesus. And I was asked, do you follow because of the morals, because it makes you a good person? I know people who do that. And that's a valid question, because maybe some of you even in here would relate to that, that you would say, I'm trying to be a good person, and I think the Bible has good rules in it. And so that's why you decide to come to church and to engage in the Bible. The Bible has often been called a rule book of life. And there are rules in the Bible. There are also some behaviors that we're exhorted to have. But is that why I have chosen this life? Is that why I have chosen Jesus? So let me tell you what I told everyone around the table that day. I don't follow Jesus because of morals and behavior. I follow him because he has made me free and I have hope in him. Morals and behavior cannot do that for me. Morals and behavior can't do that for us. Morals and laws exist as a baseline for a functioning society, but they haven't changed my life. Only Jesus has done that. And because of the freedom and the hope that I have in him, I want to live in the ways of Jesus. Because it's the best thing that's ever happened to me, not because I'm bound by rules. Rules are not the baseline for life and freedom in Jesus. Are we trying not to cross a line or are we looking and moving ever closer to Jesus? I don't know. This is a great picture for me and hopefully I'm gonna not fall off the edge of the platform here. But I think sometimes following Jesus can be like we're trying to stay as close as we can to a line and not cross it. What can I do to like almost cross the line but not quite cross the line? Right? So I'm still like, living the holy life but what happens is that we're looking at the line then right we're always considering the line and we're not moving ever closer to jesus but when we keep our eyes fixed on jesus the line gets further and further behind us we're not trying to cross the line right we're moving ever closer to jesus remember It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That line is a yoke of slavery. It's a burden. In Romans chapter 8, you can turn there if you like. Tyler was just telling me he just got through uh, like a bunch of weeks of Romans. I think he had a class And it was all about the book of Romans. If you guys have never read Romans before, do it. Here's what it says. In verse one, therefore, there is now no condemnation. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In fact, there's another law that's at play here, and it's the law of the Spirit who brings life. In the Old Testament, we see the struggle of humanity to follow God or to follow their own way. The struggle is against the law of sin and death, and there is a law that leads to death there is also a law that leads to life. The law that leads to life doesn't feel like a law. So those of you who are sitting there like, oh great, we're just moving from one law to the next. When you have experienced the life that the Spirit of God gives to you, it does not feel like a law. It feels like life and freedom. It's the way of Jesus where there is no condemnation. If you are feeling condemned in this place this morning, That's a yoke of slavery. And there is therefore now no condemnation for you when you are in Christ Jesus. The human experience is full of struggle. Look at your neighbor and just say, life is struggle. Is there anybody in this room who would disagree with that? If you are, congratulations. Some of that struggle is our own doing. And some of that struggle is because of what others have done to us. We live under the burden of that struggle. We carry it around like a heavy coat that's made heavier by the rain. We're weighed down by the struggle, we're bound by it and we're enslaved by it. We've become used to being tired, discouraged, full of shame, feeling condemned and hopeless. We feel the tension in our shoulders and back, we have chronic headaches. We cope with alcohol, food, sex and pornography, sleep, binging something on Netflix, unhealthy relationships, seeking the next big thrill. And all the while we are slaves to our struggle, slaves to the law of sin and death. We don't know that freedom is actually available to us. Did you know that freedom is available to you? Sometimes we get glimpses of freedom But then we allow ourselves to become burdened again by that yoke of slavery. But we were set free so that we could be free. Be free. Like, yeah, okay, that's easier said than done. I want to know where are my fellow rule followers, I'm a rule follower. Raise them high, come on, I'm a recovering rule follower. Rules and perfection will weigh you down and make you a slave. Okay, now where are the rebels in the room? Raise them high. Come on, don't rebel against raising that hand. I see you anyway. Rebellion and following your own way will weigh you down and make you a slave. Being a rule follower and a rebel have something in common, and that is control. Rule followers want to maintain control at all times so that rules make them feel in control. Rebels want to have control at all times so that uh, rebelling makes them feel like no one is controlling them. But it still is about control. And control is not freedom. Either way, we are bound and slaves to control. We're bound by it and we're slaves to it. Whether you're a rule follower or you're rebelling. In John 8, 36, Jesus says, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I love that Wendy read that verse from Ephesians earlier. It talked about how we've been adopted as children of God. And when Jesus says, if the Son has set you free, you will be free indeed, what he's saying is that a slave has no inheritance. A slave has no autonomy. A slave has no position. But when the son has set you free, he has given you an inheritance. He has adopted you into the family of God, and suddenly you are no longer a slave, but you are free. guys are good. Control will try to enslave us, but we are no longer slaves because the Son has set us free, and so that means we are actually free indeed. There's like some great emphasis there. Rule followers. You are free to follow the ways of Jesus that lead to life, no longer controlled by whether or not you are doing the right thing, moving away from the safety of the rules, and into a life-giving, free relationship with Jesus. Rebels. You are free to follow the ways of Jesus that lead to life. No longer resisting submission to the law of the spirit that gives life, but honoring the authority of Jesus in your life because his ways are good. When I was preparing for this, I had a picture in my mind of a tumor that was um, overtaking a spine and the picture to me is that the spine is not free the the tumor has been taken over by a, or the spine has been taken over by a foreign invader and many of us have walked around crippled from this metaphorical tumor that has caused us to be enslaved to it we don't control our sin our sin controls us It's clingy and it's stubborn.
2: And we need help to get rid of it. We can't get rid of it
1: on our own. We need the spirit of God who brings life to free us from the stubborn and clingy ways of sin and death. I just spent 25 minutes telling you something in a lot of words when all I want to say to you is be free.
2: Be free, be free, be free, be free.
1: Jesus has come so that you could be free, no longer burdened by slavery. Instead of guilt, be free. Instead of shame, be free. Instead of insecurity, be free. Instead of a line of morality or behaviors, be free. Be free through Jesus. Jesus wants to bring you freedom, but we don't know that freedom is actually available to us. We don't know it. I'm saying it, but we don't know it deep down in our hearts, in our souls. We don't have an, an imagination for what that kind of freedom could actually feel like. But Jesus wants to show you. He wants to help you experience that. So do you want to be free? Move toward Jesus. Move away from whatever this line of sin and death and morals and behavior is. And move toward Jesus. That's not because you have to. You get to do whatever you want. But you also get to stay in bondage if you choose not to move toward Jesus. So move toward Jesus. Choose worship, choose his word, choose prayer and gathering in community with other believers, choose church, choose
2: life. Choose to move toward Jesus
1: so that you no longer have to try to imagine freedom, but so that you can be free. We've been walking around way too long thinking that we're free and not realizing that there's so much more that Jesus wants to give us. And every time you spend time with him, every time you move toward him, you experience a little bit more of that freedom that he wants to give you. The freedom is there. He's already said you're adopted. You're a child in the kingdom of God. You're a co-heir with Christ. You're free when you have received that message from Jesus. But we're also so human. And the human experience tells us that we um, are not always moving toward Jesus, that we still struggle, that we still are tempted. But every time we decide to move toward Jesus, we understand his freedom just a little bit more. We experience life and life to the full just a little bit more. And if you are in the room this morning and you're feeling deep despair because the weight of the world, the weight of the sin and death that has uh, enslaved you is too heavy, you don't have to live in that despair anymore. And I'm not just talking to people, this is not like a salvation message here, okay? Yes, it is a salvation message. okay? But it's not only a salvation message. This is a message for every single one of us because every single one of us is somehow in bondage to something. When we say yes to Jesus, we suddenly begin to understand the freedom that he gives us a
2: little bit more. Be free, be free, be free, be free. Let's pray.
1: Jesus, it's easy for me to stand up here and tell people to be free while I also struggle with my own stuff that wants to enslave me again and again. And where that tumor would try to invade my spine once again and cling to me and be stubborn. And so, God, I stand here before everybody and I just say, Holy Spirit, once again, would you help me to follow your law that is life? Would you bring me freedom from the things that try to enslave me? Would you help me to draw closer and closer toward you, Jesus? I want to pray, God, for those who are in here who have felt the weight, who have felt the despair, who are feeling hopeless and discouraged. Like, can I really just do one more day with this? It's too hard. God, I believe you can bring freedom in a moment. God, I just beg you right now, send your Holy Spirit, your spirit of freedom into this place, into these hearts, wherever people are at, whatever they need to experience from you, God, whatever it is that's keeping them from being free. God, we want to lay that at feet. We want to surrender that to you because we can't carry it. It's too heavy. And the thing about it is that we've been carrying it when you've already unlocked the chains. We've been walking around with these chains on us that don't even belong there and we have a a choice to actually just throw them off. So God, would you help us to throw off the weight and the sin that so easily entangles us run with perseverance toward you Jesus toward that great prize that brings life and life to the full I want to give a moment now for anybody who is um, saying yeah this is actually something I want to say yes to and today this is a salvation message for me I haven't experienced knowing Jesus Maybe you were one of those who said, yeah, I've just been in it for the morals. I just wanna be a good person. Or maybe you're just feeling so lost and hopeless and realize that you need a savior. Whatever it is, I wanna say to you that Jesus has life for you, it's not too late. So if you wanna say yes to Jesus for the first time this morning, if you wanna say yes to a life with him that is full of hope and freedom, then I just wanna ask you to raise your hand And i want to pray for you so is there anybody in here that is like that okay i see that hand Mm -hmm. yeah that one too if i don't see you wave a little do a dance i want to pray with you okay now i don't know how you guys do it here but in my practice the way that we do this is i'm going to say a salvation prayer and you all are going to repeat after me because together we are agreeing with those two who have raised their hands to say yes to jesus and yes to life to the full. So would you just repeat after me and do it loud and proud, okay? Dear Jesus, thank you for the life that you give. I confess I've been desperate. I confess I've been enslaved. I confess that I have been broken and full of sin. Thank you that you no longer call me slave but that you give freedom, you call me free, and you give me life and hope. Today, Jesus, I submit to you. I run toward you and away from the line that might enslave me. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Amen. All right. You guys got to celebrate this now. This is a big deal. Uh, I think John's going to come up and give some direction. So John, I don't know if you have direction for those also who just uh, responded to that prayer.
0: Thank you. We were, we're talking just before service started and you said almost apologetically, this is super simple. Um, Your your gift, uh, Pastor Whitney, to bring perspective into both complicated and simple things is profound. And as I'm listening to you this morning, I'm thinking about the number of times I've been confronted with a sin or a challenge or temptation. And I've just told myself time and time again, you just need to conquer that. You just need to conquer that. And you just said, run to Jesus, who's already conquered it. That's that's my takeaway today. The more we move to Jesus, the more we walk into the fullness of what he's already provided. Would you thank Pastor Whitney for being with us this morning? We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.